Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm here with Jeremiah Lee. We are with Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire. I'm a certified financial planner as well. uh, Jeremiah is also. Jeremiah, in addition to that, is an attorney and he helps our clients with their legal matters like estate planning and other contractual things. If you'd like to know more about our firm, what I really do suggest to you is you go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Or just simply call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week, what we do is we divide our program into three segments. The first segment is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first part of the program today, the first segment in retirement update, we're going to talk about something, you know, candidly, When I listen to it, I hear it on the radio, I hear it on television. It absolutely drives me crazy because I don't feel like there is full disclosure. And that's somebody advertising a yield that is higher than what it should be. And Mm -hmm. they're they're creating some kind of an artificial catch. You know, um, know, for example, how do you pay out a 10% rate of return or an 8% rate of return? when banks are giving you less than a half a percent, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's enticing for a lot of people. So people hear it on the radio, they hear this, this high yield, the, the strong, and to me, it, it smells of Ponzi scheme or some of these other, other things that have historically gone wrong that people were wooed into an investment that wasn't sound. Right. And we're not saying the people who are you know, advertised on the radio are, are illegal or unsound, but there, there's a line there where there's a, a amount of yield and return that I think sounds very normal given the, mm-hmm. the given, um, the circumstances and the treasury payments, there's also amounts that, that all of a sudden just seem a little questionable to me. And as we dig into what we're talking about today is, is these rates that, that the way they do the math, you know, they can accurately say it's a, you know, maybe an 8% return. And they're using, they're relying upon, um, they call it the SEC uh, yield. Mm-hmm. And just for, for you, the listening audience, what that means is that if their yield has been that for the last couple months, they can annualize that and advertise it, and it becomes it becomes uh, deceptive because Can't, the fund is really not paying out that kind of yield. Right, and someone who's in that fund is not going to experience that yield. Right, even if they're for. And the way this works, it will go a little bit into the, the weeds of if, as there's the the yield, which is the investment return you receive from a bond or something. They have these ones called TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, and what those do, a lot of people like them for a number of reasons, but in the midst of giving their normal returns. As inflation goes up, the the yields go up. Right, they, they account for that inflation. You get an extra bonus because of the inflation. But unfortunately, what they're allowed to do in this when they're selling these funds 
is they take that boost of inflation for that one month and they say, hey, this happened this month or two months in a row. And we're going to assume that that's going to happen for the entire 12 month period. And in doing that, they've taken what was a, a, a real momentary increase in inflation, extrapolate to the whole year and given you this now proposed eight or 10% return off of a, a, a instrument that's really doing much less than that. Yeah. Again, I, I, when, when you're in the business and all of a sudden you hear something, it hits your ear and you're looking at that going, okay, there's something going on under the covers that most investors don't know. They're, they're taking it at face value. Yeah. They're hearing something. The thing that, the thing that really um, sparks my interest is when I hear these real estate programs that are advertised, you hear them on the radio, you hear them on television. How do you get a 10% rate of return out of real estate when you know that it doesn't produce a 10% return. I don't care what it is. I don't care. You're taking unusual risk in order to get that return. And often they're they're including what I would consider the capital gains. They are. Like if people bought real estate, you know, two, three years ago and they've sold it now, they, they've made a good profit. You know, real right. estate prices have gone up. But when we're investing, you when you're looking at the yield aspect, it's it's in real estate terms, it'd be the rent you get each month. Right. And there's no way the rent you're getting each month is going to account for that. So really they're advertising. It's not just the rent they can kind of confirm you're going to receive, but also a bit of a speculative increase in property values, which may happen or may not. And yeah, recently they've happened, but in times past, they haven't. Yeah. I mean, the leverage clearly is what they're doing is they're buying a piece of property and they're borrowing against it and they're building a pool and they're supplementing the dividends or the distribution to the investors to get that 10% yield. But what they're doing is they're selling off the capital. They're giving away the mm. capital and the dividends. If the investment makes it, all great. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the investment may not make it and the leverage creates more risk. And again, investors don't realize that they're buying into something that has risk. Mm. All they're looking at is, wow, they're paying out an 8% dividend. That is substantially, and I want income to retire on. Yep. So, yep. And we, I see that also in not just these, you know, hard math, you know, investments, but just, you know, friends talking over a barbecue, right, right. you know, they say uh, their, their friend says, I am, I get, my investments got 14% and you feel, Oh, I, I want to get 14%. What am I not doing? <laughs> um, and the hard part is it's almost always apples and oranges. You know, right. it's not a real comparison. You know, if someone has a, a Robinhood account and they bought one stock and they got 14%, of course they're going to tell their friends, sure. you know, it's great. They're excited about it. But the risk that they took on was not just that one stock. I mean, they're not diversified. They're subject to so many risks in that moment. And what they don't often tell you at the barbecue is the other stock they also owned that went down 27%. Right, you know? right. And people like to share their winners. They like to share these great things. So I think the, the hard part with a lot of these is either the math. You really have to dig into details to understand what is you're buying. Or you have to be comparing apples to oranges on your risk. A lot of our clients... I look more at the risk profile we're putting them in and what risk their their life can tolerate. Right. Because this is their nest egg. This, this right. is their retirement. This is what they're going to live their life on. And, and we don't want to put that to uncommon risk or unnecessary risk. So we work really hard to put them in kind of the, the lowest level of risk that they need right. to still fulfill their, their goals. And again, it's disappointing when you sit down with a client, they're saying, well, my friend got, you know, let's say 8%. And I'll say, okay, let me see the fund. And, you know, we work on what, what you and I would call a total rate of return. In other words, we look at the dividend, but we also look at the capital gains. That gives us a better rate of return on that particular asset or the particular fund over time. Um, you know, the problem is, is the Securities and Exchange Commission, they give a lot of leeway on how these, these yields are reported to the general public. Um, I, you know, frankly, I think there's... Um, 
they should be much more restrictive yeah. and much more comparative to what, like, a, let's say, bank interest or whatever. I mean, comparative to that. Standpoint. Yeah, like the, the APR and things like that. And, and it's to some extent, buyer beware. Um, that you, you have to understand what it is you're buying and where you're putting your money. And that's where, I mean, we come in with a lot of our clients is, you know, they're either not sophisticated in that, or they just don't have the time. You know, they're, they're living their life, they're doing things and they want their money to be well-managed and well taken care of, but they don't have the opportunity to dig into all these things. And they don't want to be, I mean, suckered to some extent, they, they don't want to invest in something that's unwise. Yeah. So again, if you're looking at something like this, if this is something that is in front of you, if you know somebody like that, and you'd like to talk more about it, We'll give you our fiduciary opinion as to whether or not that investment would be appropriate or to strip it back and tell you exactly what the mechanics are. In other words, how does it get that kind of yield? How can they advertise that? And once you have the full knowledge, if you want to move forward and buy that kind of investment, you know, that's entirely up to you. But you better have counsel when you walk into the weeds of investing because there can be a lot of risk in the weeds that you don't have any knowledge of. Look for the tiger behind the tree. Anyway, um, stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirement unlimited.com advisory services offered through tricord advisors incorporated a registered investment advisor clearing through td ameritrade member finra sipc msrb am 590 the answer welcome back this is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management is america on a decline has it been on a decline for decades and is it continuing on that slope? And Jeremiah and I, we are we do a lot of investigation, but we want to bring to you some information that we feel will help you understand world economy when it comes to the United States. And the bottom line is, you know, I'll just kind of give you the key points here, is that America is more dynamic. It is, it is as global as it has been, if not more so now than it has in the past. And it is less concentrated. In other words, there's more and more, in other words, people feel like more and more companies are just being absorbed by the Apples and the Amazons mm -hmm. of the world. But the stats are showing that that, in fact, is not the case at all, isn't yeah. it? I, I struggle a lot with the news headlines we see. Right. You know, America is doomed. The world's falling apart. Um, the sky is falling constantly. You know, that, that's what I read every day. But when you look at, you know, the financials of what companies are actually doing, they've been profitable this year. Right. When we look at Main Street and see what businesses, how they're adapting, how they are, are changing, you know, you, you see a lot of help wanted signs. I don't see nearly as many closed signs. You know, the number of businesses that created in the first six months of 2021, uh, these are jaw-dropping numbers, aren't they? It, yeah, they are. So the number for that one is 2.8 million. 
Now, listen to that. If you're listening to us right now, that means that 2.8 million businesses Mm -hmm. were started from scratch in the first six months of 2021. That's That's amazing. That's an explosion of of, bicycle shops and consulting firms and restaurants and all all the pandemic woes that we had Mm -hmm. of 2020 of things shutting down, of things surviving. We're, I mean, someone called it the great reshuffling of people are finding new jobs. But with that, I think the American spirit here is not just let me find a new place to work. People are starting dream jobs. They're starting things they've, they've, and part of it is the time, you know, because of the pandemic, people had time to think the stimulus that came out of the government, people were able to survive getting mm-hmm. through a season and said, well, because of the stimulus, I have some funds to start. I mean, others are just out of necessity. They got to do something. Yeah. And so they started a business and, but 2.8 million new brand new firms, the first six months of 2021 is just astounding. And by comparison, that's 60% more than that same period in 2019. And what we look at is like the quit rate. In other words, the amount of the number of people that quit their job, either to look to seek a new job, but obviously in that 2.8 million, there is a number of people that are quitting their job to start a business. Yep. And they, they see an opportunity uh, and that's where they're putting their time and energy and money. I, to me, it's entrepreneurism. It's capitalism yep. at its at its best. Yep, yep. We, we've talked a lot in office. I don't have the statistics here, but how many people work for you know, big firms, companies with, you know, 100, 200 plus employees, and how many people in our country work for below that, you know, small businesses. And what we're talking about here, these are mostly small businesses that are being started up. And these are what feeds families. This is what employs your neighbor. You know, these are real estate. These are the companies that are creating the most new jobs in America, in every city, in every, in every region. Absolutely. And again, you know, it's, it's because they've got access to capital, you know, the bank, you know, we're awash with money. And of course, the psychological shock of we kind of talked about referred to it, you know, going through COVID, some people just got pushed into it. But also the thing that's driving this is that people are looking around saying this need has not been filled. Mm -hmm. I I think of some of the websites that have come up on home products that have been developed. It's just been explosion. But people are making money staying at home doing whatever they do. Uh, That cheap capital has allowed them to do that. But also, it gives us an idea of what's going on behind the scenes for a lot of households. And this is becoming much bigger than I think what most people are giving it credence. Yeah. And I think for this, some of the statistics that I take away with is the, the perception of America. I think sometimes we as Americans perceive ourselves you know, in, in a myriad of ways. Lately, I look at the news and it doesn't look nearly as shining and right. great as did before. But but seeing these numbers say, no, people are working hard. People are out there. And they're trying making to, money. Yeah, making money. They're trying to improve their communities. Right. You know, they're they're right. trying to do stuff. So that's the the dynamism. The, the second you mentioned was was the globalism. Right. Of, you know, are we pulling back from- In other words, all the Trump stuff and now the Biden are, you know, all the- the, you know, the, the, the gives with China, all the things with China that we talk about, are we becoming less and less selling our products to our, yeah. our buying partners? Yeah. Are we economically isolated, right. you know, either because of a currency exchange issue or just no one wants to buy American, I don't know, cod yeah, or whatever, right. yeah, whatever we have. Um, and, you know, the answer that as we're looking for is, is no, like we're, we're not no. less isolated that they talk a lot about these kind of um, cross border mergers, acquisitions, you know, how, how much reach does America have? Um, and we're expanding, like we're not the highest we've ever been, but for the last you know five years, so we have been declining, you know, right. it was going down, but it's going back up significantly that yeah. American products are, our businesses are putting one leg in each country. You know, we're having an arm over there and the people in these other countries are buying our goods. Right. You know, it's kind of interesting that you see this change is going on and a lot of it has to do, I mean, again, the news that we listen to, I, I get, I always pause 
and say, what are the facts? What is the reality? And what we're trying to do in this program is to give you facts that you can hang your hat on. These are numbers. I mean, what's happening in globalism is America has actually through the Trump administration, but also it's carrying forward into the Biden administration, that entrepreneurialism is alive and well, and it's doing very well, not only here for the United States, but it's also doing well for the rest of the world. We're doing an amazing job. Now, going into the third leg of our conversation, and is our businesses, our large businesses becoming more concentrated. Mm. And what we mean by that is, is Amazon, uh, uh, Apple, Google, are they sucking up other companies are they just becoming larger and larger? Mm-hmm. But the actual the, the the reality is there's a lot of I mean it's becoming less concentrated. Right, right. There's there's certain industries where we're seeing a lot of um, consolidation. Right. You know, there's a lot of cash, and they're buying up their competitors. They're buying up the smaller ones around them. But that's in only a few industries. The other dynamic that's coming in here is that a lot of companies, especially the big ones you mentioned they're starting to step on each other's toes. Right. You know, that they're just um, doing the same business, but they're, they're trying to steal business from each other. Right. Right. And so instead of it being a one provider monopolistic type thing, we're actually having now these, these tech giants, I used to call them, but it's different in various industries that are, are pushing into each other's space. And we're getting this competition, which, you know, the free market aspect of it is great. You know, that we can look to buy something on Amazon, but now we're also look to buy it on Google right. and Facebook has a marketplace. And you know, these, these other items that give us, choice as well as competition. And I think we're aware of the technology and, and just the size of technology companies, you know, Netflix, for example, mm-hmm. and you compare them to Amazon, but we go to other industries, like for example, the energy industry, it's just been hammered uh, over the last couple of years. But I tell you what, there's a lot of mergers and acquisition. There's a lot of, you know, fracking. I mean, there's things that we're reading about some of the technology and the innovation that's going to benefit us as Americans down the road that are pretty amazing in the energy services and delivery of that. In addition to that, uh, you're seeing a lot of different businesses that are just created. In other words, I, I'm always amazed, Jeremiah, on the creativity of the mind mm. and to do something productive, mm-hmm. not only for themselves, but also for the service of their customers. Yeah, they, they see a hole, they see a new mousetrap, they see a widget and they, they make it happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think we're in a a great spot as far as, you know, these items, we talk about dynamism, globalization, and the concentration that, you know, as much as the headlines make it seem like we're doom and gloom, I think America is in a fantastic spot. Yeah. And again, I think what we want to do is to give you information that gives you optimism. Oftentimes when we sit down and talk with clients, we're pretty optimistic about the future. Yeah. There's problems. Yeah. We have issues that we have to deal with, but we are very optimistic about what we're trying to accomplish and what we're seeing under the, you know, maybe under the headlines. Uh, if you'd like to know more about this or talk to us individually about it, we'd be more than happy to. Uh, give us a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Uh, or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. 
Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as News You Can Use. I was reading, uh, doing my weekend reading, and I picked out an article, Jeremiah, that was on, um, it was actually in the Press Enterprise. It was the October 3rd, and the name of the article is Prospects and Pitfalls of ADUs. And the article went on to explain a company who is embracing uh, this new Senate bill that was passed, what they call the Senate Bill 9. But it's, it's interesting what this company does to help people understand whether or not they could put an additional dwelling unit on their property. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. This is a huge deal, and it's exciting for some, and it's it's the bane of others, you know, <laughs> right. what this would be. But um, people who are kind of watching this space, Riverside specifically, used to have restrictions on additional dwelling units called ADUs. It had to be for you know, a grandmother. It had to be some right. sort of rules. Granny flat type Gra- stuff. Yeah, granny flats. That's right. Riverside, you know, has since loosened some of those rules and will allow more ADUs. But Senate Bill 9 is a, is a state uh, bill that's come through. Base- from what I understand, Senate Bill 9 overarches yeah. the local uh, governments yeah. saying, if you meet the Senate Bill 9, you meet the state's requirements, the local governments really can't stop you. Right. Which on one side is, is you know, <laughs> scary. It's kind of like you know, right. a federal overreach. And you know, this could be a, a Sacramento overreach, perhaps. And it's going to change cities. You know, there's going to be areas where. You know, we use Riverside example. They want it to be single homes is going to turn these these Multiple. more dense housing. Right. So Senate Bill Nine basically says, in short, is that you could take what was a single family residence, right, turn that into a duplex, and then if the lot is large enough, subdivide that same lot and build a second duplex right next door. It what was so basically taking what was a single family home becomes four dwelling units. Now, for some of you, if you're investors in real estate, you're thinking, aha. I can I can do multiple properties. <laughs> right. If you're the neighbor, you're thinking, no, not in my backyard. That's right. So there's going to be tension here. There's going to be tension. And part of it is Senate Bill 9. Part of it is also just the loosening up of, of ADUs, of granny right. flats. You know, people putting a back house in, there's an alley maybe, and they have you know, someone living there and renting it. It's great, you know, income for a lot of folks. It's also the way of addressing kind of our housing shortage. Right. So what, what's cool about this, uh, really neat about this company is a lot of people see hear about Senate Bill 9 and say, great, I have no idea. What should I do with that? Okay, I do. This company will actually come and look at your property and they will assess what can or can't be built based on the size, location, the existing codes. Um, and they do that for you. From my understanding of this, we don't know this company well, but but they'll do this for free. Right. And then once you kind of say, yep, I like that, I want to move forward, they will refer you a list of their contractors, right. their, their vetted people, and they get some payment from the contractor. So they get paid by the contractor coming in, but before the customer, before the, the homeowner, they're able to get someone to come out to their property, take a look at the, I think the spaces, the setbacks. I think they're going to oh, do it yeah, from it could be. space. You know, like they're going to see where your property is in relationship to your neighbor. They'll be able to get a uh, a good understanding of where your house is, your garage, whatever other uh, buildings you have in your property. I don't think they move from their desk. You, you might be right. Yeah, I mean, maybe they never <laughs> set foot on it. Maybe that's how they do this. You know, yeah, it's a cheap way. That's why they can do it for free. Yeah, but it is a, a great article just kind of to understand that this is available for folks. Um, who are interested in this. It, it's, a first, it's a good first step because it allows the homeowner to determine, okay, is that even reasonable? Yeah. And you're not having to pay an engineer. You're not have to pay, you don't have to pay a general contractor to do all that or go down to the city and try to understand you know, that other, I call it that secondary language that the city <laughs> gives to you yeah. and try to interpret whether or not you could do it right. or not. And it's new. You know? So yeah. you, know, you may talk with someone in the city 
And this is December Bill 9 just came out. So right. they may not have a good sense of which ones can or can't and right. what lots maybe um, are able to be developed and which ones can't be. So I, I think it's a great article. I think it's a great uh, perspective for folks. And if you'd like to have a copy of this, this is fairly new. And I think for those of you that are interested in something like this, putting additional dwelling units on your property and whether or not your property would qualify or not, give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011 or simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com and we'd be more than happy to send you out a free reprint of this article. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.